Hey guys, welcome back. Swing Space Radio, episode number 17, where we don't work unless Tiger Woods works. <laughs> and he's back this week. I've got William Leaf this week to my left, not from Jupiter, Florida, live here from Mankato, Minnesota. Yep, first one together, right? Yeah. Well, I think we tried a few back in the day <laughs> together, and they didn't turn out great, so we stopped and we didn't post them. But of course we not. are here. We are back. I apologize for our absence. But we're back. We're going to keep doing these. We're going to uh, pound these out week by week. Uh, William, you're back in Minnesota for the summer giving lessons. Some of you may have already met up with them. If you're not, feel free. Shout us out on Instagram. Uh, sign up for a lesson. Yeah, it's going to be a good summer. Become I mean, good at golf again. <laughs> Make Tiger great again. Make Tiger great again. So, like I said, Tiger Woods is back this week, so so are we. We are working. Uh, we got the Tiger schedule going on here. We got the PGA Championship. Beth weird Page time Black. of year. Mm-hmm. Beth Page Black, weird time of year. It's interesting. It's an interesting selection for a PGA Championship course. It seems like this is always kind of the easiest major of the year, and they right. definitely didn't choose an easy course this year. I know, and when I think of Beth Page Black... Um, I'm always thinking U.S. Open, and now it's you know it's in May. It's the second major of the year. It feels like a U.S. Open, but I have to remind myself it's the PGA. And we were talking about that earlier um, together. We were like, it'll be interesting to see how Beth Page Black plays set up as a PGA Championship and not a U.S. Open. Yeah, you know, and it's uh, it's one of those things where it's a little bit hard to predict, but. Um, Beth Page Black with their aura, you know, being very difficult, as we all know the sign where it says like "be aware" or whatever. The black horse is very difficult on the on the um, the fence. Um, they don't want to give up that reputation, you know. They want it to play hard, in my For opinion. Sure. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see just overall. Like we had talked about this, like you said earlier uh, tonight, but the idea of switching this major uh, into May instead of uh, where it was more traditionally played later in the year, what they try to do with it. Like, is this just kind of a weird year that they have the course uh, out in New York at Bethpage, or are they going to try to, I don't want to say change the narrative, but make this a little bit different, uh, make it this a little bit different tournament than I think the average person might think about it yeah um, if that makes sense i though i mean here's another thing like the pga in new york in may and i think we're kind of seeing a little bit of the backlash of the weather yeah where like i mean the practice rounds were like mid 40s raining like tiger played in the rain in his practice round with a stocking cap on it's like i don't know it's just uh it's just kind of a whole interesting uh, dynamic going on right now and we're looking at you know thursday through sunday um we're hanging around 60 degrees and the warmest day is sunday at 64 um you know so it's gonna it's not gonna be warm especially for those guys off early in the morning which i know tiger's off at 8 24 um uh thursday morning tomorrow morning so his warm-up will be chilly his warm-up's gonna be chilly it seems like he's taking it easy this week um Obviously, he hasn't been playing a whole lot, has not played a tournament round since the Masters. Um, but, I mean, again, the stuff that I saw on Twitter and on Instagram, the videos of him I saw on the range, 
I mean, looks so good. He still looks so good, man. He's still the unicorn. <laughs> he is like he, again, the swing. It's so funny. Cause like the shots that I saw him hitting were definitely, he was, you know, hitting them 75%. Like he wasn't, it wasn't like he was, you know, hitting three quarter shots, but it was more like he was going at a tempo that was 75% of his normal tempo. Right. Yeah. And God, it's just so pretty. Like when he swings it that slow, mm-hmm. it just is like, there's, well, you see it in his iron swing in well, competition. I mean. You see that in iron swing. His rhythm with his irons are – it's just impeccable. Like, it really is. It's its amazing. It's mesmerizing. You watch it, and you're just like, Jesus, that looks so smooth and controlled. And, like, we all know with the driver, sometimes he can get really sped up. But he's been doing a lot – he's doing a much better job of that too this year, you know, controlling his driver. And I think his strategy is awesome this year too. Like – Sometimes I feel like with him being a little bit older and limited with his body, um, I don't know. I see a lot of commitment to certain strategies, you know? Yeah. And like he's just doing, he kind of has grasped the idea of I'm older, like this is my game now. And I think for a while he was going through that transition period where he didn't want to give up the way he used to play. Sure. Maybe an ego thing. I don't know. I mean, it's easier said than done, you know? But it's it's just awesome to see how committed he is to his strategy and he just lets his iron play just beat everyone <laughs> yeah so enough about tiger woods we did a whole podcast about that guy and i'm sure like if he wins this week we're gonna have to do a whole another podcast yeah. about the guy but enough about tiger woods let's hop into the favorites this week um like we said it's gonna be a chilly well chilly-ish 61 is not exactly cold but uh wind's gonna blow right around 15 miles an hour all week it might we might see a little bit of afternoon thunderstorms on Friday. So, again, it's going to be another tournament where, you know, it's going to favor guys that can hit it long and can hit it straight. Well, that's not a surprise. It seems like every tournament right. favors those that can hit it long and can hit it straight. But let's hop into our favorites this week. The first guy, Tony Finau. He's 28-1 to to win the golf tournament. Take top five, you'll get 7-1. to If he takes top ten, you get 3-1. to Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Tony Finau, it's just kind of – honestly, when I bet, I, I do – bet on him to win it's a matter of time you know he's always knocking on the door and i think with the weather not only being chilly but also a little damp and a long golf course tony finau is kind of your model player for this type of situation you know um he's really he's just so close to getting that major win he's got the major mindset to compete um You've seen it in the past, and now I think just he's waiting for that week where everything aligns for him uh, as far as even conditions in a course like this where I think Tony's going to be able to take full advantage of, and I expect to see him really have a chance on Sunday for sure. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. I mean, again, like he's been there a lot in the last couple majors. Like he's going to win one, right? right? I mean, like the guy has the makeup to do it. He's got the game to do it. Um Again, on a, on a tough golf course that's going to be very demanding off the tee and really call on you to hit some accurate long tee shots, I think he's right. got as good a chance as any this week. And he like he's played really well in majors where the course doesn't even set up that well for him. So my point with that being is like I feel like he's just waiting for that one course. You know what I mean? The one setup where it's just like, okay, this is my week for sure. For sure. So we've got a lot of really – Good players here in our favorites this week. No surprise because it's a major and it's a tough golf course. Right. Next guy up has the exact same odds. Tommy Fleetwood. He's twenty-eight to one to win the golf tournament. 
If he takes the top five, he'll win you seven to one. If he takes top ten, they get you three to one. Yeah, Tommy Fleetwood. I mean, he hits it plenty far enough. He's not a uh, Tony Fino type bomber, but uh, his accuracy is crazy good. You know, when he gets on with a driver and he loves hitting his driver, he likes being aggressive off the tee. Um, and this week's going to force you to to do that in many uh, many holes because even if you have eight miles per hour with a chilly wind in your face, you know that thing's going to force you to hit driver versus three wood a lot of times, things like that. So Tommy Fleetwood has no problem grabbing driver, um, and his iron play also. I mean, his mid irons are about as good as as good as they get, and you you could see that uh, the U.S. Open last year. Um, and where he just was just a ball striking assassin in the final round, you know, and his irons were just, uh, just, he's got so much creativity, but so much confidence in playing different shots. And I just feel a guy that's able to play from the fairway a lot with X amount of length, you know, you can't go with a guy who's Jim Furyk like this week, isn't my favorite, obviously, because like he might hit it straight, but it's just short with this weather. Right. Where Tommy can still get it out there far enough. Yeah, it'll be an interesting week for him. I mean, if you look back at the Masters, he it seemed like he had stretches of, of good golf and, you know, would give uh, give some back. So it'll be interesting. I mean, he's it seems like ever since that U.S. Open, he's been kind of a hot name. Right. And he hasn't really put a major tournament together obviously there's only been yeah, three of them since then but he's been more of the like one big round that like yeah. that that final round in the u.s open he finished second but it's like he just needs to get off to a good start get right. kind of you know rolling early and obviously he's got the game to finish it definitely off, has so. the game so another guy you might have heard of him uh number three guy this week on our list of favorites rory mcelroy 11 to 1 to win the golf tournament yeah 10 to 1 or he's up Plus 200 in the top 10 and plus 450 in the top five. I mean, this is a Rory McIlroy golf course. This is Rory McIlroy conditions. Like, if he's on like he can be, uh, he's going to be so hard to beat. Because uh, just like Tony Finau, it's Tony Finau, but a guy that's won majors and is just flat out just godly at hitting the golf ball when he's on. You know, so... um, if he's got any confidence this week, I mean, he's a no-brainer. I don't even have to really get into to why. But um, him just being able to, to control his trajectory, hit it so high, um, you know, with the, being cold, some long par fours or shots into par fives if he's going for it, to be able to hit it to the moon and land it soft, yep. um, that's just so big in major championships. Yeah, I mean, like it's you Rory. said, it's a Rory <laughs> golf course. It is Rory. I mean, his... He played last week. I don't, what, what did he finish last week? Did you see? I didn't see last week, no. I, I mean, listen, the guy, he has started off the year as, uh, I mean, obviously one of the great starts in the history of the tour. And um, hopefully, you know, he keeps putting it together. I would really like to see him kind of finish off this season with, you know, a major win or two uh, that he can. Rory finished uh, T8 so, last week. Finishing, He shot two over in the final round. Yeah, T8. Two over in the final round. I mean, again, it's one of these things where these guys are, especially in their tournaments right before the majors, trying to put things together for the golf courses that right. they're going to be playing the next week. You know, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I like him a lot this week, too. Golf course really fits him, and uh, obviously he's, he's awesome. 
Uh, Sergio Garcia is the next guy, forty to one to win the golf tournament. Top ten is eight to one. Top five is three to one. Yeah, Sergio. I mean, kind of similar to the Tommy Fleetwood aspect, right? Like, he's just going to be really solid from T to green. He did finish uh, T four at the Wells Fargo at Quail Hollow. Um, he's got a ton of top top tens this uh, this year. He's put himself in the mix. Um, I feel like it's been a little bit more quiet um, to the public. Just, but he's been, he's kind of had a Matt Kuchar type season, you know, where you like don't hear that much about Matt Kuchar, and then you look, he's made a ton of money at the end of the year. And this golf course, you know, with the weather, once again fits into a, a Sergio um, type golf game. As long as you know he can stay patient, and that's that's his only issue sometimes is he can get frustrated and annoyed but he's gotten a lot better that with that over the years and um he's been in the the mix plenty this year to uh, when he gets there it won't be a, a shock to his system yep yep so uh got some dark horse picks i actually like all of them quite yeah. a bit uh the first guy is emiliano Grio, 150 to 1 to win top 10 12 to 1 top 5 28 to 1 yeah so Emiliano Grillo, so he finished in 2016 at the Barclays when they had it at Bethpage Black. He finished T2. Um, and this year he's been hitting the ball plenty good enough. He's just been putting atrocious. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you you kind of know going into a week with a guy like that, figuring out the issue is not hard. <laughs> so they had to have been with their coaches, their team, working on the putting. And if he gets one hot week in a comfortable place that he's had success, right. Um, at 150 to one, I don't know. I, I think that's a really good dark horse pick, especially the Barclays in 2016. I believe wasn't that a playoff event? And yep. like those are that's a hell of a field. Yeah, and he had you know in that in that uh, that Barclays event, he had uh, all four rounds. He was even par better. Um, mm-hmm. Again, he you know he's a good player. Like William had said, I think he's like 208th on tour in putting this year. Uh, so he hasn't made anything, but again, it's it's one week, and exactly. uh, you make a few putts. He obviously has the tee to green game uh, to do it. Uh, next guy, Eric Von Royen. We've talked about this guy quite a bit already this year mm-hmm. in these tournaments that he ends up playing in. He's two hundred and fifty to one to win the golf tournament, eighteen to one to be in the top ten, and forty five to one in the top five. I really like all of those numbers. Um, mm-hmm. But especially, like, honestly, one of the f- my favorite bets that we have on this list is Eric Von Royen, top 10, 18 to 1. I think that's extremely good value. Right, absolutely. And, you know, it's nice to be able to talk about a guy that I've played with. And also, um, another guy I know, Alex Goggard, I believe, is caddying for him. He's been caddying for him on the Euro Tour. I don't know if, if he's going to be in the PGA Championship. But. I know over the last few weeks they've had a couple T2s, T6, you know, a bunch of great finishes. And it's always usually due to Eric Van Ryan's ability to hit the golf ball. I mean, I played with him here in, at Troy Burn one time in Hudson, Wisconsin, and just watching him hit at 330 dead straight every time. It's like, okay, well, if you do that at Bethpage Black, you're going to gain a lot of strokes. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of his MO, his ability to just ball strike. And at 250 to 1... You got a guy in the European Tour. He's got a couple of runner-up finishes. He's contended in the British Open. He hasn't played. I believe this is his second major, and he's still going to have that excited feeling. Like, you know, he's there and he's already played well enough. He wasn't starstruck his first time there. For sure. So, I mean, two hundred and fifty to one, eighteen to one for a top ten. 
it's just hard for me to sit here and what I've seen out of his game and not pick him, you know? Yeah, for sure. No, I, I, I like to pick a lot. Like I said, 18 to 1 is extremely good value for, you know, again, he's shown that he can play in a major championship with last year at the British. Um, and obviously, ball striking seems like we say this every single week, but even this week, especially ball striking, this game off the tee is going to come into uh, come into play quite a bit. Uh, last guy, another guy. I, I really like our dark. This this actually might be my favorite grouping of dark horse guys. Like generally, there's one guy that we throw on here that again, William puts together these favorites, and I look at that that one of the couple of those dark mm-hmm. horses in most weeks, and I'm just like, no, there's no fucking way. But <laughs> this like this dark horse grouping that we have here, like I'm sprinkling money on all of these guys. I really like how these set up. So Jason Kokrak is the last uh, dark horse pick for the week. He's 101 to win the golf tournament, 10 to one to take top 10, 22 to one to take top five. Uh, go ahead and talk about it. I'm just, you know, I've got his stats up in front of me. And I, he's again, like the odds on this are just don't fit the narrative of how he's played this year. Do me a favor. Actually start with. So again, strokes. a strokes gain approach to green. He's 10th. Uh, overall this year so far. He's 24th in strokes gained off the tee, um, 17th in tee to green overall, and 17th in strokes gained total. Like, we're talking about a guy that, again, he's 91st in putting, so he's not as bad as Griot, but, like, again, it's it's one week, and, the, and especially a week like this where you're going to have to hit the ball well. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's 32nd in driving distance. Um, you know, he's... he's yeah. He's a bomber, man. So he's the way from like a technical side of things, like it's not going to be your model type swing, right? But he's an athlete. He's that guy that's got really good hands. And sounds familiar. Oh yeah, nonsense. Um, <laughs> so I do like him a lot. His ability to bomb it. And what did you say? He was ninety first in putting. Yeah. Yeah, like ninety first is. If I was ninety first, yeah. I'd be like whatever. Like, yeah, you're a pretty good putter. You're a positive strokes game putter at ninety first. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you're not losing strokes there. So it's like a guy with great hands. If he's got the feel this week, if he's got the timing, um, he can take advantage of this course. And and that's, I mean, that's all you're really looking for in a dark horse, right? Like a guy that's got the ability to go make something happen. And I think Jason. Kokrak absolutely does. I know he's played well a few times this year. And yeah, he's got four top tens. Right. Like, he can flat out play, you know, and he just needs probably to build some momentum early. So if Jason Kokrak gets off to a solid start, um, he's a guy that's not scared to hang around. Yeah. He's just talented. He's just good at golf with his hands. For sure. So, yeah, I mean, guys, I, I – I mean, here's the thing: we're not uh, breaking any news with our with our favorites of Finau, Fleetwood, McIlroy, and Garcia, but those dark horses, I think you'll do well to sprinkle some money uh, yeah. on those top tens, maybe a little bit on the W. Again, I think it'll be worth your while this week. Those are good picks. Um, so, let's move on. Mm-hmm. Season long leaderboard. Still up on you on the air. Well, yeah, because you no ran surprise. away and you hid. You went in hibernation for the last four weeks. I'm like, dude, let's podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think it went something like that. Uh, <laughs> so, so we will go through our picks this week. Generally, we do these actually before we podcast. You guys are listening to the live discussion right now, so we'll see. I I might get waxed this week because generally I have to do a little bit of research to put this together. So. 
I will let you lead it off as, you know, the fact that you're behind in, on the season because you suck at this. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. What's your guy? Who's your guy? Who's your guy in Tier 1? In Tier 1, this is a hard one. I mean, I'm looking at a couple guys, and I always go Tiger and beat you a Tiger. You have not lost with Tiger Woods, and I've laughed at you every single time. I know. and like I just don't know if I have that good of a feeling this week. He's yeah. swinging it well, but okay, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with Tony Finau. I'm taking my pick, Tony Finau. And I'm going to go with Tiger Woods. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. I just have to. I, someone I, has to. Somebody has to. Listen, it's a major championship. He lives for the Like, this is the point of his life right now since he's getting sued for wrongful death again. <laughs> he just, like, can't keep his nose clean, man. Like, destroying evidence. I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, it seems like it's on the back page and nobody really cares, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's messed up. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Whatever. Tiger Woods, he's going to win and we're all going to go nuts and there's going to be a 24 hour news. Actually, it's probably gonna be 24 day news cycle Yeah. of, is he going to win the grand slam? Yes. (laughs) This is all in my dreams. Uh, (laughs) Tier two. You're up. I want Gary Woodland. I knew you were going. Yeah, we talked about this guy earlier too. He's fifty-five to one uh, to win the tournament. And again, like we're talking about ball striking, uh, and he's actually been an okay putter throughout the year. He's got cooled off a little bit here since his hot start. Um, but again, like he's not far away from playing. He he's not far removed from playing some really, really, really good consistent golf. And um, I I like him a lot, especially off the tee. Uh, going into this week, talking about length. And uh, ball striking being a very big thing with the weather and how wet it's been over there. Give me Gary Woodland at fifty-five to one. So I'm taking Mark Leishman. Um, Mark Leishman and Gary Woodland. Early in the year, we loved those two together, yep. and we've had a couple matchups with them. I'm going back to Mark Leishman. I feel like his little he hits it plenty far with a soft fade, and I do like that. Um, the fairways can be kind of tight at Beth Page, so I like the fade um, to land a little bit softer because um, they're not going to get that much roll anyways. But any advantage, I like that. Um, so I'm going to go with Mark Leishman. Tier 3. We got a big Tier 3 this week. Mm-hmm, dude. So here's the most exciting part of the podcast where we all have to look through who is actually all in Tier 3. <laughs> Go ahead and give me your guy. You want me to give him my guy? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go with um, Scott Piercy. Mm. I'm going to Scott Piercy because he didn't make a bogey uh, last time he played in yep. an event, and I feel like you just have to have so much ball control He's due. throughout the bag. And he played really well at Oakmont at the U.S. Open. Due for uh, a lot of bogeys, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, he's going to double hole. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. There's no way but, um, he gets through the first four holes without a bug. <laughs> and I'm going to go with Scott Piercy, though. He, he likes hard golf courses when he's hitting it well. Um, it just fits his fits his MO. So, yep, Scott Piercy's my boy. So this is kind of a choice to me between who of all of our dark horse picks do I like the most. Actually, Kokrak's not in this tier three so i actually give me emiliano grillo again with the history on the course you know i really wanted to take von ryan because 
I'm going to put a little bit of money on that top 10. And I yeah. think I, I actually do feel like a very confident that he's going to play well. Of course, he's probably going to shoot eight over. But that's so I'm getting <laughs> taking Griot because the guy, again, the guy uh, has played well on the golf course before. Um, and he's been hitting the ball great. Not like Van Royen hasn't. Uh, but I, you know, again, it's like sometimes you just go back to a course where you've putted well, Mojo, you've competed man. before, and it just, you know, everything kind of comes into, uh, comes and clicks together. Uh, so I'm gonna go and I'm gonna back my boy Emiliano Grio. I saw a barstool video of Kyrdek Afibainrat walking into the club, blowing absolute Stop. massive O's, and it's kind of sad to me that I'm not rolling with him, but his prep Stop. is obviously there. He's in a good headspace. <laughs> oh my god! I wish I, was, I haven't seen that. Dust bowl. Where dust, dust bowl. Bowl. Okay. Dust bowl. It's a, it's a fairly. Why Yang? It's a fairly decent sized dust bowl, and the dust bowl also has Mr. John Daly. John Daly. You know what? Give me the guy. Give me the only guy who's allowed a cart this week. I don't care. Throw everything else out. Yeah, I know that he's injured enough where he has to use a cart, and so he's probably not going to do anything. But I just I want to have more than just a personal rooting interest this week in John Daly. You know, not shooting 80-82. I mean, there's a great chance CWDs <laughs> because so, his cart broke. Um, I'm going with Y Yang, the Tiger Slayer. He's back. I'm going Y.E. Yang. I mean, if there was a Ted Potter Jr., we could do this. But do you remember? Do you know what the last tournament Y.E. Yang played on tour was? No, find out for me. I'm going to do. Why don't you take Jazz Genuatananan? <laughs> Doug, I'm not down with Jazz. I'm actually surprised I didn't take Troy Merritt. Troy Merritt's my boy. I know. And so I said if Teddy P was good enough to make this. Why Yang? Last time this man played on the PGA Tour. Let's see. Why Yang? PGA <laughs> Tour profile. Yeah, last time. Latest. 2016. He's a PGA scoring. champion, man. Uh, well. Is he non-existent? He took T33 at the Sony Open. So he's got momentum from January. He's made uh, thirty-one grand this year on the PGA Tour. Good for him. <coughs> Still making money golfing. Yeah, he's uh, well. He's averaging a sixty-nine. Okay. Scoring average is sixty-nine point two three. He's got nineteen FedEx Cup points. So that's good. <laughs> I mean, the not numbers, really. The numbers are there for a comeback. Yeah, PGA dog. Champion. He's played exactly one golf tournament this year, and it's the Sony Open. He was tied for 33, 68, 68, 70, 66. So at least he's played well when he's played. Right. Let's take oh, – okay. He also played one event on tour last year at the PGA Championship. Yeah. 73, 74, cut. So, I mean, he's <laughs> played two events – in two years, let's go back to 2017. Oh, he played nine times on the on tour in 2017. Nine times. Nine times. How'd that go? Uh, T27 in Hawaii. Shot a nice 65 in round two. The Puerto Rico Open. Uh, he did not make the cut there. AT&T Byron Nelson did not make the cut there. Greenbrier did not make the cut there. <laughs> John Deere Classic made the cut. T64. 
Barbasol Championship. Barely made the cut. T55. Trending. Barracuda Championship. That's an event? Yeah. Where do they do that? I forget. Yeah, it is. Mm. Mm. Uh, <laughs> T50. PGA Championship. Cut. 76-79. Wyndham Championship. Cut. He's 47. I actually thought he would have been younger than that. Hmm. So... What are you trying to say here? I'm trying to say that John Daly has probably played more PGA Tour events than Y.E. Yang in the last two years, and John Daly signs boobs outside of Hooters for money. <laughs> and he's taking a cart. I hope it's a Yamaha. I hope it's a Yamaha gas cart. Just loud as shit. I've started Sean Ryan. Shout out to Sean Ryan. You and I started one of those on fire at Westfield Golf Club. Remember that? <laughs> That's oh my funny. God. Okay, that's that's enough. <laughs> Don't implicate <laughs> anyone that is not here to defend themselves. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I I do hope that John Daly. I actually does he get a? Do you get the roof on the cart? Because I remember watching. Who was it back in the? Uh, who is it? Who's the guy that like sued the PJ Tour to allow him to use a cart? And now he coaches at Oregon. Who's that? Yeah, uh, Martin. Uh, yeah, yeah, Casey Tiger Martin. Was, Casey teammate. Martin. In college. Uh, Casey Martin. And I remember watching, and, like, he didn't get a roof. Like, it was just <laughs> a cart that had no roof. So it's not like he gets to sit in the shade or anything like that. It's like you got to sit in this cart and have the sun beat down on you. I'm excited to see this cart. John Daly, he probably brought his own. Yeah, he probably did. He probably got a cooler just in the a back. Just a cooler on the back. And just speakers. Speakers. And <laughs> he's going to drive into a bunker by the back nine. <laughs> Odds that there is a Hooters sticker on the cart. <laughs> like, again, they, ha- they all get advertising on the bags, right? So, like, why, why can't I deck out advertise my cart? the cart? Because you know the cart is going to get a lot of screen time this week. Like, if I'm smart, I call up John Daly and I'm like, dog, I'll give you 25 grand to put my logo should we do on it? your cart? <laughs> Probably should do it. Maybe we'll have a swing space cart this year. You know, what? keep your eyes, keep your eyes <laughs> on the cart. I'm gonna go quick. Call my boy, my Dust Bowl King, John Daly. <laughs> see if we can't get that swing space logo on the front of his cart. On the front of the cart, as it nosedives into the bunker on hole twelve. <laughs> <laughs> swing space radio and Jack Daniels <laughs> co-sponsors of the John Daly experience at Beth Page Black. <laughs> Can we please start a documentary <laughs> on John Daly driving a golf cart around in majors? Uh, yeah, I mean, probably not. But <laughs> you guys keep your eye on the John Daly cart uh, this weekend. And we will be back next week, I promise, <laughs> for another episode of Swing Space Radio. Appreciate you guys hanging in there, listening to us again after our couple-week absence. Uh Hit that like button. Leave a comment if you like what you're listening to. Thanks, guys, again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. See you guys.